O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, with regards to the incidents surrounding the death of our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we don't have time to start with the many, many incidents before the main incidents. So let us zoom into Rabi'ul Awwal. Because Rabi'ul Awwal is a month that we are in right now. And in this month, our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was born. And in this month, he migrated to Medina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in this month, he passed away as is a consensus of the ulama. Ibn Hajar, rahimahumullah, says this is as good as a consensus. That he passed away on Monday in Rabi'ul Awwal, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we look at this month, we find that it was in this month that his sickness, which began prior, became even more serious. And when I say prior, I mean that the cause of the sickness was some meat which he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam consumed when he was invited by the people of Khaybar. When Khaybar fell into the hands of the Muslims, there was a meal presented. A sheep was presented to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he partook of the sheep with his companions. And when he put a morsel of food in his mouth, this morsel spoke out to him and said, this is indeed poisoned. Thus Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shouted out to his companions and prevented them from consuming this meat. But as for him, he had consumed it. And at the end of his life, he said, till today, I feel the effects of what happened at Khaybar. And the scholars have derived from this that this act was the means of his sicknesses that led to his passing away, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus, by this act, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered upon him a great blessing. Showered upon him a great blessing. And that was the blessing of him passing away as a martyr, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He passed away as a prophet. He passed away as a messenger. He passed away as a shaheed, as a martyr, because of the act of this female from Khaybar, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And his ranks was increased. Why? Because he went through several difficulties because of the sickness. Severe fevers, severe headaches, and inshallah we'll come to that just now. So with this act, did our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begin his journey with a terminal illness, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then, on Thursday, before his death, and what will make you understand what Thursday means? Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, once he sat in Masjidul Haram, and he flicked some pebbles. And as he flicked them, he said, Yawm al-Khamis. Yawm al-Khamis. He kept speaking about Thursday. And he said, indeed it was a Thursday when the sickness of death visited Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This sickness visited him after he went to bury one of his companions. He returned home and he entered upon Aisha radiallahu anha. And when she saw him, she complained of a headache. She goes, I have a headache. Wa ra'sa, as they would say in the Arabic language. I have a headache. And when the Prophet ﷺ heard this, he said, Bal wa ra'sa. He complained to her of his headache. 
he complained to her of his headache. But even then, he spoke to her gently and politely. And this is a lesson for the husbands. He spoke to her gently and lightly and said, Oh Aisha, what do you think? How do you think it would be if you were to pass away before me? And I were to bathe you and shroud you and pray over you and bury you. How do you think it would be? And she said back to him, she loved him dearly, that you would come back to your other wives. Right? This is what she was concerned about. So he smiled and he left it at that, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this was Thursday and this is when he was affected by this great headache. And in his knowledge of his eminent departure, as we find in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad, in a hadith which is Hassan, he called Abu Muwayhibah, radiallahu anhu. And he instructed him to prepare his mount. Thus the Sahabi, radiallahu anhu, prepared the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's mount. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam got onto his mount and he rode away. And Abu Muwayhibah radiallahu anhu followed. And he followed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Uhud. Uhud, where the battle of Uhud took place, where the martyrs of Uhud were buried. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam went to visit them. And when he was done, he turned to Abu Muwayhibah radiallahu And he said to him, Ya Aba Muwayhibah, Oh Abu Muwayhibah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me a choice between taking the keys of this world and remaining here longer and then the companionship of the elevated in the hereafter. He has given me a choice between that and immediate companionship with the elevated companions. And when the Sahabi radiallahu and heard this, he turned to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, O Prophet of Allah, take the keys. Take the keys so you can remain here as long as you can with us. And then choose the elevated companions. Choose here first and then choose the elevated companions. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, no. The companions of the elevated. The companions of the elevated. The companions of the elevated. Bal al-Rafiq al-A'la. Bal al-Rafiq al-A'la. Bal al-Rafiq al-A'la. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in Bukhari, in the hadith of Uqbah ibn Amir, radiallahu an, it states that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed them after his arrival to Uhud. When he arrived at Uhud, he turned to them and said, ما أخاف عليكم الفقر I don't fear for you all poverty I don't fear for you all poverty ولكن أخاف أن تفتح عليكم الدنيا But I fear that the glitter and glamour and the financial standings and material well-beings and possessions of this world will be open to you all فتنافسوها Thus you will compete in acquiring it كما تنافسوها As those before you competed in acquiring it and it will destroy you as that competition destroyed them. And we know that our attachment and running behind this world has retrogressive results to our heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks to us and teaches us about the people before us and what happened when they chased after this dunya and what was the result upon their hearts and what was their end. 
In Surah Al-Hadid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلُ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَكَثِيرٌ مِّنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, has a time not come for those who believe, for their hearts to become softened. Because of this Qur'an, because of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and because of that revealed in truth, has the time not come for our hearts to become softened? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَكُونُوا And don't be كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِ Like the people of the book before, فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدِ They became victims of time. They became a victim of the time that they spent on this earth. They began running after this dunya. فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدِ And the result of that was what? فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts became hard. وَكَثِيرٌ مِّنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ And many of them were sinful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Listen to the advice of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam days before he passed away. Think about this, O servants of Allah. Think about this, O children of Adam. What balance do you have in your life? This is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before parting, he's leaving with us his most sincere advice. He's leaving with us that which indeed will be the success of this dunya and the akhirah. Ask yourself, how well have you balanced your devotion to this dunya and your devotion to the akhirah? Has your life become that monotonous life of me, myself, my wife, my children, as long as we're comfortable, everyone within my sphere of influence is comfortable, thus I will be comfortable. Have we become selfish, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam? Here is our beloved Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with knowledge of his departure, going through fever, going through headaches, going through difficulty. He goes out to meet the people of Uhud, and he bears witness to their martyrdom. And then he turns around and he's telling those who are alive, I don't fear for you, faqar. He doesn't fear for us, faqar. And Allah would reveal to him, he never spoke from himself. Why have we become entities that fear faqar? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. For wallahi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke in truth. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This sickness, O servants of Allah, after that moment intensified. The sickness intensified. And he became extremely weak. And then he posed a question to his wives. And this wasn't his norm. He said to them, where should I go? This wasn't his norm. We know he was just. He was just. And even though he had those extra feelings which was not in his control, for Aisha radiallahu anha, he was just. But he was so weak here, and his end was near. Thus he asked, where shall I go? And they instructed him to go to the house of Aisha radiallahu anha. And thus he was carried there. He was carried there by Abbas. And he was carried there by Ali ibn Abi Talib So weak that he couldn't walk He needed to be carried there And he entered there and rested there And that would be these, his last moments That would be his place of rest For the small and minute amount of time that he had in the dunya And with the passing of every minute 
And every hour and every day, the sickness began to get severe and more severe and more severe. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he says, I entered upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I touched him and I said, Ya Rasulullah, you are in extreme pain. And he said, yes, I'm in extreme pain. The pain I feel is equivalent to the pain of what two of you would feel. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. The pain I feel is equivalent to the pain that two of you would feel. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being a mercy to us, never left the message there. He comforted his companion and comforted us all. And said, and told him, and taught him that Ibn Mas'ud, nothing affects a believer except that Allah Almighty uses his patience over it to remove his errors. It's not something that will go astray and become lost and will be taken for granted. Every difficulty you feel is a means of your betterment. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was free from sin. He had no sin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But these difficulties for him was a means of raising his rank even more. La ilaha illallah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is authentically reported, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suffered such a high fever that they had to place him in a crate and they had to pour water over him seven times to reduce this burning. This is what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went through, O servants of Allah. The severe heat that he felt required that they had to pour water seven times. And because of this fever, as established in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, he now could not come out and lead the prayers. We're talking about the final moments of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is huge for the ummah. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has not led them in salah. When he was present, he was the imam. So weak he was, he could not come out and lead the ummah in prayer. Thus, he instructed them to push Abu Bakr radiallahu forward. And they were astonished by his choice. And they tried to ask him, are you sure? And are you sure? And are you sure for Abu Bakr radiallahu is he's, he's a soft man. He cries a lot. Will he manage to pray? Knowing you and your condition and knowing that he is leading the prayer. He is leading the prayer here whilst you are alive. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam insisted. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam insisted and Abu Bakr radiallahu an took the podium and he led the ummah in salah whilst Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was alive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the pleasure of seeing salah established behind an imam other than him, before he passed away, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And to be honest, this was a lesson for the ummah. In this extreme difficulty and sickness, this was a lesson for the ummah. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught the ummah who they should pick as their next leader, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So throughout this difficulty, he's still a mercy to mankind. We don't have time today to discuss the adversities after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. But by Allah, if you internalize his situation before passing away, and the magnanimous lessons he's leaving for this ummah, even with regards to who would take on the post after him, this is absolutely amazing. 
And it makes us understand how truly he was rahmatun lil'alameen. He was a mercy to the worlds. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, as he was being treated and water was being poured over him, a time came when he felt he was a bit strong. He was not strong enough to walk himself. Rather, he felt he was a bit strong. And with this little strength, he took it upon himself to come out of the home and go to the musallah. He took it upon himself to do this. And he was carried there. And Abu Bakr radiallahu started stepping back to allow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to take his rightful place. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam told him to remain where he was. He gave him a hand signal to remain where he was. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was placed on the left of Abu Bakr radiallahu an. And the ummah, the sahaba radiallahu anhum that were there, they led the salah behind Abu Bakr. He was the imam. He was the imam. Yes, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was next to him, but the salah was led by Abu Bakr radiallahu This is how weak he was, O servants of Allah. And this is how weak he was, O children of Adam. And this is how hot he was. And I'm sure each and every one of us feel here. And we wish that we could have taken these sicknesses and these difficulties from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and we left him calm and comfortable. I'm sure we wish that. Bi abi wa ummi. I'm sure we wish that. For we should have this love for him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We should love him better than ourselves. And love him better than our parents. And love him better than everything in creation. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, with all this heat, and with all this sickness, and with all this weakness, he still attended the jama'ah. He did his best. And he still continued to teach the ummah. By Allah, he taught the ummah. He taught them during this dire difficulty not to make his grave a podium of worship. He warned the ummah. He taught them. Even though he was suffering, he was a mercy. And he wanted to ensure our guidance after him. He warned the ummah from making his grave a podium of worship. Like what happened to the anbiya. Like what was done to their graves after they passed away. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He taught them about patience through adversity. And you saw that in his message to Ibn Mas'ud. Radiallahu an. He taught them during this dire difficulty. The next leader. And he taught them fiqh as well. For when they were lining up behind Abu Bakr radiallahu an. He said to them. The place of ruku' and the place of sujood. Is not a place for the recitation of the Quran. He taught them fiqh during this great difficulty. And he emphasized the importance of salah. For he said, As-salah, 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 as-salah. He taught the ummah on his deathbed about the importance of salah. He also taught the ummah during this difficulty, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, the rights of others, the hukuk al-ibad. The rights of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For it is authentically established That during his dire difficulty He asked all those that he may have harmed To come and redeem themselves La ilaha illallah If I by chance harmed somebody Come take your haq here right now Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he instructed that all those that he might have borrowed from He instructed that they be paid back and he, sallallahu alayhi wa freed his slaves. 
And he advised the Ummah never to forget the character and service of the Ansar. Radiallahu anhum ajma'in. He told his companions never to forget the service of the Ansar, teaching us to be people of gratitude and teaching us to be people who thank, not to be people who, when somebody does good to us, we do the opposite. He's nurturing the Ummah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his dying sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he continued being a mercy to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in Jannah.